Amen. God is good. Praise the Lord. It's hard to believe we're only a couple weeks away from 2021. I mean, that's just strange to even say. 2021. But we're here. You only got a couple more weeks, and whether you're ready for it or not, it's coming. 2021. And uh, I'm getting myself ready. I hope you're getting yourself ready. Um, a couple weeks ago, I taught a message uh, really from just, you know, my life, uh, talking about preparing for the future, I'm talking about really just challenging you. As your pastor, I was just really challenging you to get, uh, get on a reading plan, get it, make it, be intentional about getting into the Word of God this year. And, and even a, a time of prayer, and we gave you resources, you can go back and listen to it if you didn't hear that message. And we talked about fasting, which we're going to be going into here on 2021. The very first day, we're going to start fasting that day. Whatever that looks like to you, that's between you and the Lord. There's no rules or regulations. It's just between you and the Lord. But that time to be able to pray and to seek God uh, for Him. Today, I wanted to go a little bit different talked about planning for the future, I want to talk about uh, planning for rest. Uh, you know, it's funny that so many people plan for so many other things in their lives, but they don't plan to rest. There's no planning when it comes time for rest. You've probably heard, you know, I like coffee, right? Everybody likes coffee. Um, actually, you know, uh, Dunkin' Donuts, their slogan is, America runs on coffee, Right? all juiced up on caffeine. And a lot of times we don't give ourselves time to be able to even take a break and to rest. And there's, there's principles in it and there's value in it that I want to teach you today. And I challenge you once again for 2021, I want to challenge you with some things to be able to help you plan on how to rest. Now, I'm not just talking to taking one big rest, restful season, but to learn how to rest in whatever season. It is. I want to teach you that today. You know, America may run on Duncan, as they say, as they proclaim, but God knows that you need rest. God knows that you need rest. You know, there's a, a, a scripture um, in Mark chapter 6, uh, 31 and 32. I believe it'll be on the screen here. It says, Jesus told his disciples, come off by yourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. Come off by yourselves. Let's go take a break, he said, and get a little rest. For there was constant coming and going. There's constant coming. How many, maybe you feel that way right now. Maybe this whole year has felt like a, a season of constant coming and going, never even having time to break in your mind, in your emotions, in your body. I mean, it's been a crazy year. We all know that. You know, and, I, and I, I thank, you know, our team here and other teams that are out there doing things in their churches. Uh, so grateful for our team here. It's been such a big learning curve this year. And not just a learning curve where you get to go sit in, into a place of, of schooling and just get to sit down in a chair. No, it's like trying to, to do schooling in the middle of a typhoon, a typhoon like on a little dinghy boat, right? Hey, but I'm learning, Right? But there's, we're able to learn how to rest in God, with God. And it's not just a spiritual thing. It's, it's spirit, soul, and body. It's emotionally. It's mentally. 
Because yes, there's principles. God wants us to rest in him in the spirit. We, he wants us to rest in what Jesus has done. There's that spiritual rest that we rest in what he accomplished for us on the cross. Praise God. We can have that rest. We can have that peace through his sacrifice. But there's, it's not, it doesn't go beyond that, but it's within that salvation if we're truly going to be able to rest in the spirit, but we're, uh, you know, totally worn out, we're living full throttle, and yet every single day we're emotionally, mentally, and physically drained, we can't truly be able to stand and be at peace totally in the spirit. You're a three-part being. You are a spirit. You possess a soul, and you live in a physical body. And for you to be able to be sustained and do all that God has called you to do, you need to be able to learn how to have rest spiritually, physically, right? And in your soul, your, your mind, your will, and your emotions. So he says, you know, there was constant coming and going with them. They didn't even have time to eat. <laughs> how many have been there? You're so busy, you don't even have time to eat. I don't have to, I'll eat sometime later. Well, guess what? If we continue to keep running and don't give uh, ourselves what we truly need to sustain us, we will not be sustained. And God wants us to get to the full end that he has for us. Amen? I don't want to cut myself short on my timeline in God. I don't know about you. I want to go to the full route. Just like David, it says of him, he fulfilled everything that, that God had put in his hands to do in his generation. I want to come up to the day that God has set for my life and not cut it short, amen? The Lord began to deal this with me in, in, in a personal level uh, back in 2018. You know, I, I had mentioned in the last message that we gave on that planning uh, for the future, how my pastor taught me how to seek God and really go after him, and I, I gave you some principles in that. But uh, in uh, kind of, you know, there's kind of, and through that, the Lord started to show me themes that he wanted me to, to really focus in on or concentrate on with him you know, in my life for that year. And in 2018, or really going into 2018, it was the end, usually around September, October, I began to seek God about it. And in that fall of 2017, going into 2018, God gave me a word. He says, this is what I want you to concentrate on for 2018. For yourself, personally, just for me, he said, I want you to rest. And when he said rest, I mean, some people are like, rest, great, I get a vacation all year long. No, that's not what it means. He gave me an acronym for the word rest, was uh, remember every salvation truth. This is where we find rest. We're remembering all that Christ has done in the midst of a storm, in the midst of a situation, in the midst of a circumstance where I'm choosing to go back to the word and remember what God has said and with his word challenging whatever it is that's trying to come against me. This is spiritual warfare. And if you don't think it's warfare, right, it is. Trying to, you know, believe and speak out, even when you don't feel it at times, God's word in the midst of everything else that's contrary to God's word coming against you, that, my brothers and sisters, is called warfare. But it's also called rest, because as I'm clinging to his truths and speaking out what he says over the situation, I'm finding a calm and I'm finding an assurance and I'm finding a peace that the world can't give and the world cannot take away. That's Bible truth. Amen.
So that was in 2018, and I guess I just didn't get it. I mean, come on, is there anybody else that God spoke something to you and you just didn't get it? So God will speak it again in a different way because there's something that he wants you to do. He's trying to get something not just to you. He's trying to get it into you. He just don't want to give it to you. He wants it to get into you because if it gets into you and it grows and, and grows roots and it gets down deep, you'll be able to produce the fruit of it in your lives. And that's what other people need. That's the overflow. So... I did that. I was practicing stuff in that way, you know, in my own life. And then in uh, the fall of that year going into 2019, I guess there's something I didn't get because the word that God had for me personally, what he wanted me to concentrate on for 2019 was this, slow down. <laughs> okay, so I can't get you to rest right away. Let's get you to slow down a little bit. When he said that, he gave me a couple other things. He said, I want you to slow down. I want you to take it in. I want you to really look and listen and know me. And he gave me a scripture. I love this scripture. It's in Psalms 111, uh, verse number three. It says this, everything that God does reveals who he is. That is a beautiful, I mean, when God gave me that and he showed me this scripture, doesn't it make you want to slow down just a little bit? Because God is doing amazing things and everything that he is doing reveals who he is. So I don't want to miss what he's doing because the importance is I need to know what he's doing because I need to know more of who he is. Amen? Well, I guess there was some still more to learn because in the fall of, of 2019, the, Lord, the word the Lord gave me personally for this year was lean into me. First he said rest, then he said slow down, take it in. Then he said lean into me, hear my voice, experience my heart. And this is the scripture he gave me, Jeremiah 33, 3. Ask and I will show you great and marvelous things that you don't know. And I've got, we've got to be able to calm ourselves as, as, as David said, I, I forget what scripture is, like Psalms 117, somewhere in there where David says, hey, I have quieted my soul and I've leaned into God and I'm like a baby that is content on the bosom of his mother. I am content in my soul, but so many people are not content in their souls because they're so busy running to Dunkin' Donuts. Did you get that joke from the beginning? Okay. Everybody runs on Duncan. I don't have the anointing for comedy this morning, I guess. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> so God knows that we need rest. And, you know, as I, I always pray for illustrations, too, to be able to just like, you know, Holy Spirit, help me, you know, give me the pictures, things that I need to be able to get points and principles across that you want to teach your people and the Lord brought me back to a time when I had just gotten saved, uh, rededicated my life to the Lord, and I've been going after him ever since, and that was in 95. In 96, I was living in Florida, and I, moved, I, I went home to visit my family, and we went, I went to our, our, at that time, my mom still had the house that uh, we, we grew up in in Reynoldsdale, Pennsylvania. From, you're from Reynoldsdale, woo-hoo, give a shout out. It's just a small little village. It is a village. If you ever lived in a village, we lived in a village the village of Reynoldsdale. And there, right across from our, 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 um, 
our house right across the street there, um, there was an old baseball field, you know, that we used to play at and everything, and above that was a pond. And I, I just felt like I wanted to go for a walk and just be with the Lord, and I went up to the pond, and it was in the spring, summer, spring uh, time there, and um, I get up there, and I saw, I could see it was like, the, the pond was like glass, and there was kind of the mountain behind it, and you could just look at the the uh, pond, because it was just so common like glass, you could see the reflection. It almost looked, per- the colors and everything were just like looking at the real thing. It was so beautiful. I was just looking at that. And then a breeze came, and ripples went across, and I couldn't see. I couldn't get clarity on the picture anymore. And it was in that moment, all of a sudden, it, the breeze had stopped, and it got calm again. And this is what the Lord said to me in that moment. He says, only when it's calm can you see the picture clearly. Only when it's calm. Can you see the picture clearly? But so many of us live our lives in such rush, in such a hurry, that we don't take time to calm ourselves in order to be able to see clearly what God wants us to see. And we're missing it. I missed it. And I want to show you today in these next few moments how to help you stop missing it and to get greater clarity for what God is doing in your life so you can fulfill what God has for you in your generation. Can you say amen? Amen. So Jesus gives us an invitation to rest. It really is an invitation. So uh, he's challenging every single one of us today. You are receiving an invitation, whether here or online, you are receiving an invitation today to learn from Jesus how to rest as a lifestyle in 2021 and to take you on from there. This is what it says in Matthew 11, 28 and 29. Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. Another translation says, those who are tired, worn out and burned out. Anybody on the brink of being worn out, burned out and so tired? Isn't it funny? You know, we get so tired. I've been there myself. I'm sure you have been. You get so tired, and what you really need is rest. Your body physically, you get so physically drained. And if you know your body, you listen to your body, another cup of coffee is not going to do it. Another bottle of Coca-Cola is not going to do it. What you need is to lie down and rest. And you can, I've been there where I was so tar- tired, whether, I was going to say turd. <laughs> I was so tired. Sometimes you feel like a turd when you're tired, right? <laughs> I was so tired that I, I went for coffee and I drank the coffee and then I drank another coffee, but I felt no effect at all because what I needed was rest. And the funny thing is your body will take from you what you don't give it when what it really needs is rest. Sometimes we get to the place where we really uh, are forced to rest because our body will either, you know, break down or shut down if we don't give it the rest that it needs. And the thing about that is whenever we don't get into that lifestyle, we learn how to rest and find that even flow, so to say. When we don't find that, our bo- your body physically, even mentally, will get to a place. You've heard of mental breakdowns. I've had one before. It's not fun. Having a mental breakdown is not fun. But we get to a place where we push ourselves over and over and over again, emotionally, physically, mentally. And 
our body would just, it, everything would just begin to shut down. And then it takes the rest that it needs. But for you, it's really bondage. Because it will take more than what you want to give it. Whenever you learn how to get in that lifestyle of rest and living from that place of rest, and you'll see the flow that I'm going to teach you today. You're giving your body, your mind, your will, your emotions, your soul, you're giving it what you need so that you can be sustained no matter what comes against you. Amen? He says, come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. You will find rest for your what? You'll find rest for your souls, your mind, your will, your emotion, your souls. You know, we get saved. When, we, when we're born again, we're immediately connected to God in spirit. We can't get any closer to God in spirit than we are on the day when we ask Jesus to be our Lord and Savior. We become one with him, the Bible says. Praise God. Our bodies need rest, but our souls, this is that part of sanctification. Our souls don't really get saved. Our souls have to work that salvation that's in your spirit out through your mind, your will, and your emotion, right? Where you begin to produce the things of God in your everyday life. That's that sanctification where I'm learning from him. That's why I say, and you've heard me say this many times before, salvation is a one-time event and a continual experience. You're continuing to learn how to walk out your salvation, as Paul would say, with fear, fear and trembling. Sometimes it is fearful. He said, you'll find rest for your souls. I read a book this week, and I, I usually do it the last several years. I've done this. I'll get it out here by the new year, but uh, I, I read quite a few books throughout the year. And I usually put like my top five up at the beginning of the year just to encourage you guys, anybody want to read. This is one of the books that changed my life. It's called The Emotional Healthy Leader by Peter uh, Scazzaro. He's an Italian and uh, he's out of uh, Jersey's where he has his church. And the whole book was awesome. But this one chapter, chapter five, where he talks about rest, it clicked with me this year. All the things that the Lord was teaching me over these last several years up to this point, when I read this book, it was one of the first books I read at the beginning of the year, something clicked with me. And I want to share that with you because I've been walking in a peace and a rest this year. And guess who needed it this year? We all did. Amen. So I'm sorry for getting it to you kind of late. But I'm going to help you out for next year. I had to walk some things out in my own life first, right? I can't just, like, give you something. I want, to, I want it to be in my life and living so I can give you something that's an impartation and not just something you hand out. But he talked about the sacred rhythms that God designed for us to live in. There's the secular rhythm of rest where it really just goes work, 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 vacation. Work, 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 vacation, Right? I don't know about you, but I've been on vacation and come back, and I felt like I didn't have any rest at all. Anybody else been there? You go on vacation, it seemed more like work than anything. When you get back, you're like, I feel like I need a vacation from my vacation. Because it's not a rhythm. See, Scripture gives us a rhythm. And God's design for resting, really, God's rhythm is this. Work, Sabbath. Work, Sabbath. Work, Sabbath. There's a rhythm to it that he has for us. 
and it helps us so we don't get to the, ploys, the place. Well, I'm just like tripping over somewhere. The place? What kind of accent do I got today? And we get to the place where, you know, we're just work, 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 work so much and we're looking for rest and we're trying to get it all real quick because we don't get vacation again for another year. When God's trying to get us to learn that lifestyle of rest in him. God don't want us to live in the ER, the emergency room. He wants to live in the ER of extraordinary relationships with each other and with God. And an extraordinary relationship is one that is founded on rest. When you have somebody that you're, you have an extraordinary relationship with, you have rest with them. You know them so much, there's rest in that relationship. Actually, being around them energizes you. Because we've all been around other people that don't energize you at all, right? Maybe you want to run to Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Anyhow, whatever. Praise the Lord. So... Jesus said in Mark 2, 27, he said, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Another translation said that this way, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of and to serve people. You're not made to serve the Sabbath. The Sabbath rest, a day of rest is meant to serve you. It's meant to take care of you. You need rest. Come on now. So I'm taking this from Peter Scazzaro, uh, 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 what he uh, takes a kind of a description of Sabbath. And uh, so what is Sabbath? Uh, Biblical Sabbath is a 24-hour block of time in which we stop work, Enjoy rest, practice delight, and contemplate God. Now, it's funny that, you know, maybe you're, you're already looking at your schedules. Like, there, I don't have time. To, you, you can't say I don't have time to rest. If you don't have time to rest, you're going to find yourself in bondage because you, you have to plan to rest. That's why we're talking about planning to rest. Psalms 20, 23 Uh, One through three says this, you've heard this before, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You know, it was a couple years ago that I saw this differently when another pastor taught this. He makes me lie down in green pastures. (laughs) You know, we all, we, we, no, he, he has to make you rest if you won't rest. He makes me lie down in green pastures. They're good pastures to lie down in, but God is trying to teach us how to rest. And there will come times that he'll make us lie down so we can learn. Thank God for his grace, his patience, and his mercy. Amen. Amen. He leads me beside quiet waters. Isn't there something about just being about the water? You know, uh, my wife and myself, when we moved from the country into Alec, and we had a four-wheeler, we sold that. I didn't realize how much I liked the water until we sold our four-wheeler and got a boat. And that is so peaceful to us. We love it. That's, that becomes our hobby, just boating. I mean, we just, once I launch out, I push off the dock. Ah, there's just something about it. It's like, goodbye world, you know? There's something about being out in the water. It's so restful. God, he, he's trying to. Sometimes he'll make us lie down because he wants to teach us how to rest He's going to do it beside quiet waters. They're not turbulent waters. I mean, it can be uh, good too. A lot of people, you know, maybe you go to sleep at night with the sound of water or the ocean, something rhythmic, just 
that white noise, so to say, something that's calming, right? He knows how to calm us. Uh, but look at what he says here at the end, the very last verse. He restores my soul. He'll make you lie down in the green pastures. He'll lead you beside the still waters in order to restore your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. These are the things that we stay in contact. This is how we stay in contact with the things on the earth. And guess what? These things of this earth, this earth and this world draw and they pull and they drain us physically, spiritually, emotionally. Amen? We stay connected to God through our spirit. We stay connected to the world through our body and through our souls. So uh, it, it's interesting, you know, that we talked about earlier how, you know, if you don't, if you don't learn the rhythm of of rest that eventually your body or your mind whatever it'll just it'll break down or it'll shut down it'll get what it needs you know there's principles to this in scripture because when Israel was taken into captivity and they went to Babylonia and they were taken over there into captivity scripture says in two different places you can write this down if you like to take notes second second chronicles 36 21 and Leviticus 26 34 and 35 second chronicles 36 Verse 21, and Leviticus 26, verse 34 and 35, it declares that they were taken into bondage into Babylonia because they didn't rest. You've forsaken the Sabbath. They didn't even give the land rest. They were supposed to give the land rest. Every seventh year, they were to give the land rest, and they didn't. So God calculated the time for all the years that they did not Take up 70 years that they didn't rest and give rest to the land. And God said, he took them to Babylon. And, and he said, now the land will receive rest. And once it's got its full rest, you will return. See, when you don't give yourself rest, you go into bondage. They didn't want to be in a different place away from God. Amen. So God's example. Here's God's example from example to us. There's an invitation by Jesus and then God's example to rest. We see it in the second chapter of Genesis, verse number one through three. So the creation of the heavens and the earth and everything in them was completed. On the seventh day, God rested from all his work. Now he didn't, you know, obviously Jesus said he's working, so he's working, but he took that day after the six days of, of creation, he rested from his work. God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy. One translation says he sanctified it because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. So we see four things that God did. This is an example to us. Number one, God stopped working. That day, he stopped working. He rested. He blessed. As he blessed the seventh day, you look up that word bless, it actually means there's a joy, there's a delight. You could say this, God delighted in his rest. And then uh, he set it apart or he sanctified it. It was holy. And be able to, to look back and, and reflect and say, you know, Everything up to that point in, in creation, he's saying, you know, the evening and the morning was this day, and he said, it was good. When he stopped on the seventh day to reflect everything that he'd done, he said, it is very good. Everything that I just done, it is very good. So 
I, I tried my attempts at this. I've been, I've been studying, you know, different things and reading different books and everything to try to find what would click for me. I want to give you kind of my experiment of arrest gone bad, which is arrest gone bad is this, no rest. <laughs> you, you, you anticipate, you hope, you plan for rest, but you get no rest. So I started uh, back in um, 2018 there, I decided I was going to take a day of rest. And what I found out three years later that it was really just a day off, but it wasn't a day of rest. Because in that day off from, you know, being a pastor, I was doing things around the house. I was doing laundry, mowing my grass, going out, helping somebody else with something else, little tasks, whatever. Like, I never got any rest. I didn't feel rest at all. Even though it was a day off, it wasn't a day of rest. And through just kind of studying and, and praying about it, I was like, Lord, I know you call me. You've been, you've been, obviously, I'm not getting it. You've told me three different times in three different ways you want me to be able to rest and learn this, this, this rhythm, this rhythm of grace that you have. How do I do this? And it was really in this book, just that one chapter on rest that really stuck out to me uh, that helped me. And I'm going to share some of that with you here. But um, really, uh, if, if you want, if you're taking notes, you can put this down, you know, so how to plan for rest. The first thing you have to do is you have to choose a time to stop working. Choose a time to stop working. You say, but I can work all the time. You know, so many Americans specifically, you know, other nations, they know how to rest. America does not know how to rest. Other nations, they know. Look at the Mexican people. They'll take a siesta every day. That is a form of rest that helps them out physically, emotionally, mentally, just a time to rest. You know, I, I hear a lot of the cities and stuff, they're actually shut down. You can't get anything. I mean, it's siesta time, right? But when you learn how to rest, siesta, you learn how to fiesta, right? You get, so many of us stay so busy, we don't even know how to have a good time. Come on. So you have to really choose a time to stop working. Michael Hyatt uh, is, is an excellent uh, leader in, in, in the United States. He teaches other leaders, you know, really productivity and things like that. He says this, what gets scheduled gets done. If you don't schedule a time of rest, if you don't plan to rest, if you're not making a plan to rest, you won't rest and you'll reap the benefits of not resting. And it's not fun, right? So uh, you have to prepare for a time of rest. Now, I... I Back in 2018, I kind of switched up my schedule. I used to take Mondays off, but we switched that for things in here to be able to assess the services and everything, so I started working Mondays. And I found that before, whenever I, before I got balanced in some things, I used to take Fridays off, and I would get to Friday, and I, didn't, I wasn't disciplined in the things of preparation, different things that I needed to be, and I found myself working on Friday anyhow, and sometimes on Saturday just to get ready for Sunday. But I can, I can declare to you right now, it's been several years that, praise the Lord, I'm usually done with my, my sermon by, except for today because I was gone over this past week. Um, I'm done by 3 o'clock on, or on Thursday for the media team to be able to have and for me to be able to stick this in the crockpot mode, right? Just get that message down in me. Instead of giving you something I just came up with the night before, it's something I've, I've, I've had in the cooker. I've been looking, smelling that thing. Mm, oh, that's going to be good. A little more of this right here, right? Praise the Lord. You're reaping the benefits from that. But I found out that 
you have to prepare. So, you know, the Bible says this because, you know, whenever they took a Sabbath, when the Jews took the Sabbath, they had in Scripture what's known as the day of preparation. So maybe for you, for me, you know, my day off is, is Friday and Saturday, Friday off from, from work here, and sometimes I may do things here in a little bit, but at the same time, I'm getting things done. I'm preparing for my Sabbath where I'm not going to do any work. I'm not going to do any work here in the church. Obviously, I'm on call. If someone, a crisis happens, I'm going to be there. It's not, we're not strict with something God's going to strike me because, I, you know, it's, it's not about rules and regulations. It's about relationship and connection and refreshment. But uh, uh, I usually take Friday and just prepare, prepare, or maybe sometime during the week. I, whenever I usually would, would keep that up on, on a Saturday to mow my grass, I don't do it on a Saturday anymore. I prepare. If I can't do it on a Friday because of schedule, I may even do it on a Sunday night. Oh, God forbid, Pastor. Well, that's not my day off. This is a day of work for me. And I'll, I'll do what I have to do to prepare for my Sabbath. And the way that I do it, you can, you can take this for yourself. This is what I found out what's best for me. It doesn't mean it's best for you. Even the day that you choose don't have to be the same day. It's really you just choose a 24-hour block in which you have rest, where you're not doing uh, activity or work in that way. As we, as we read over, a 24-hour block of time in which you stop work, enjoy rest, uh, practice delight, and contemplate, uh, contemplate God. So you have to choose a day. For me, I chose Friday night at 6 o'clock starts my Sabbath. I just chose, I felt comfortable to choose the way that the Jews did it. They start their day in the evening. At 6 o'clock, I'm telling you what it did to me. It got me excited. I, I, I have not been this excited about resting my whole life. I'm like a kid when I know that Friday, like I get a little buzzer going on. It'll, it'll tell me, you know, Sabbath starts in one hour. I'm like, ooh. Sabbath. It's good to get excited about it. So I just, I, I, I rest from, from Saturday, Friday night at 6 o'clock until Saturday night at 6 o'clock. And then I will come in here and just prepare myself and just get myself ready for the service. Get up again Sunday morning, come in. So what do we talk about when we say rest? So the first thing you do, you have to choose a time to stop working. God completed. He stopped. You have to choose a time to stop working. Then you have to rest. What does rest look like? It doesn't mean just laying on the couch and watching TV all day long. Unless maybe that's, uh, maybe that's restful for you. Maybe that energizes you. We're not talking about just doing nothing. It, it needs to be something that energizes you. So uh, what, is it, what does rest really look like? We engage in activities that restore and replenish us. You engage in activities that restore and replenish you. That could be a nap. I like taking naps on Saturday. I mean, I'm not just like, like not several hours. It might just be, I might take a 20-minute nap here, and after lunch, I might, I might take another 20-minute nap. We've been spending a lot of time going for walks. I mean, we've got a beautiful season right now in Minnesota. Come on, everybody. Woo-hoo! We could be drenched in snow already. We'll go for walks with my wife. Uh, before it got a little colder, go for bike rides. Spend time with close friends that energize us and replenish us. Amen. It's all about being replenished and resting. Could be hiking. Could be reading. I like to read a little lecture on Saturdays. Could be eating good food. Just to get excited about going out to eat somewhere. Of course, not right now. You can, have, you can take out. You can make it special. You know, a couple weeks ago, we had our anniversary, and we, we went out to eat. Of course, you can't go out to eat. We just, you know, we ordered it and sat in the car, but I made it special. I pulled out the old candle, whoosh, stuck it on the dashboard. Bah, romantico. 
You got to do what you do in order to be refreshed. Amen. Hanging out with friends. The key is to rest from both paid and unpaid work. I'm telling you, you may think you're going to get ahead because you just work a little extra. You will not. It's a lie that Americans have believed. Actually, there there's studies out now. I can I can give you books that I've read. Studies out. Anything anything over a 52 hour week. When people work more than 52 hours a week. They think by putting in more time, I'm going to get more done. Productivity drags to the bottom. They don't get more done because they're putting in more time. Why? Because you need mental, physical, and emotional rest. It's the rhythm of grace. Come on. So choose a, work, choose a time to stop working. Rest. What that, what's that look like? Engaging in activities that restore and replenish us. Uh, the third one, focus on delight. This is a great time to answer the question, what makes you happy? What do you delight in? What do you, what, what do you could do that would just, uh, you would just look forward to? Something that you find joy in. It could be a hobby. For us, you know, in the right season, it's going boating, just being out in the water, fishing. I'm not very good at it, but when I pull a fish up, praise the Lord, that's awesome, that's extra. And when you can keep it, awesome. <laughs> Amen, eat it. But just, just to get replenished. I'm telling you what, there's, there's, there has come a calm over my life. At first, it was kind of weird. Um, it just kind of like that time of, uh, well, I'll get into that in a minute, but a time of just this, this calm. On, on, on these days when I'm resting and I'm delighting, a lot of times I'm not talking much either. I'm just, I'm just reflecting on the Lord. I'm reflecting on the things that he's done. I'm, I spend a little extra time with him. Like for me, on, like my Bible reading time, I do, I do double on Saturday so I don't have to do it Sunday morning because I come in here early to prep and pray and, and to seek God for the services. So I do my Bible time double on Saturday so I, I don't have to feel like I've got to do it and, you know, to keep up with everything on Sunday morning. Amen. Just, just delighting. So you got to focus in on, you know, what do you delight in? As part of observing Sabbath or that day of rest, God invites us to join in the celebration, to enjoy and delight in his creation and in all the gifts he offers us in it. You have to have a delightful attitude. My attitude has changed, not just on that day, but everywhere else, because I take times to have a delightful attitude, to look for the joy. Remember how the Lord showed you that scripture earlier? Everything that he does reveals who he is. I'm taking time to shut my mouth and open my eyes and lean more into him and just find that delight, have that delightful attitude. I, 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 I get in that state of rest where everybody else may try to push. I'm just like, I'm not gonna be pushed today. I'm gonna, but it's bled over not just to my daily Sabbath that I have on Friday night to Saturday night. It's bled over into my everyday life where I don't get so worked up about things anymore because I'm giving my mind and my body and my emotions a time to rest. They're healthier through the week to be able to handle everything else that's coming my way. Amen? And then the last thing is that we contemplate. So we stop working, choose a day, you rest, what that looks like, activities that replenish. We focus on delight, things that bring joy to you. That could be going out with friends. It could be Making a meal is like, well, we're not going to work. Well, if, it's, if it seems too much work for you, that's fine. But, you know, me and my wife, sometimes we just get together. don't seem like work. If we get in the kitchen together and just we're delighting in one another as we're making cookies or something, whatever it is, right? So then we contemplate. We set apart time to think upon the goodness of God. Pondering the love of God is the central focus of a Sabbath. 
The Bible Sabbath is holy to the Lord. We're not taking time off from God. We're drawing closer to Him. Remember, draw near to God and He'll draw near to you. Sabbath is an invitation to see and recognize the hidden ways God's goodness is at work in your life. But if you're always rushing, if you're always hyped up on energy drinks, you're not even going to be able to see with clarity all the good things that God is doing for you and around you. You're looking at that pond and you see some color and you see some kind of a picture, but you don't see it with clarity because the winds just keep on blowing. But when you choose to calm down and there's a calm, you can see, oh, this is what God's doing. And I see its reflection in my life every day. Amen. Hallelujah.